Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering. One bank teller instead of the usual five. Slow, fast food lines. Simply not enough staff. Grandma's Office Catering avoided the mass exodus with the respect, appreciation, better wages, and now health insurance. That's how Grandma continues to wow. Grandma'sCatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. Today is Friday, April 22nd. Coming up, how local mayors and other leaders are teaming up to fight climate change. But first, some headlines. A Republican lawmaker from Kansas City is pushing a bill in the Missouri legislature that would ban local governments from enacting eviction moratoriums. KCUR's Salisa Kalakal has more. Kansas City Representative Chris Brown's bill would only allow eviction moratoriums authorized by state law. The House passed the bill earlier this month, and it's now awaiting a hearing in the Senate. Many counties, like Jackson County, imposed bans on evictions at the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic to help tenants who fell behind on their rent. Brown claims those orders hurt landlords, according to the Missouri Independent. The U.S. Supreme Court struck down the federal government's eviction moratorium last August. Kansas City has a new policy on removing homeless camps on city property. The city must now give at least 48 hours notice and reach out to unhoused residents when it plans to remove a homeless camp located on city property. The outreach includes connecting people with shelter and providing transportation. Josh Henges, Kansas City's homelessness prevention coordinator, said the longer someone lives in a camp, the harder it is to get them housed. So our goal is to move everyone as quickly as possible into housing. And the fastest way to do that is with a trusting relationship with the folks in those encampments. The policy, which took effect last week, also minimizes the involvement of police in camp removals. A Missouri Senate committee has cut $500,000 from State Attorney General Eric Schmidt's budget that would have allowed him to hire five more attorneys. KCUR's Dan Margulies reports. The Appropriations Committee agreed to the cut after its vice chairman, Springfield Republican Lincoln Howe, said he was concerned about the dozens of lawsuits Schmidt has filed against local governments over their COVID-19 restrictions, according to the Missouri Independent. Most of the lawsuits are being dropped because the underlying health orders have expired. The cut must still be approved by the Senate. Schmidt's general office budget is nearly $28 million. A spokesman for Schmidt, who was seeking the Republican nomination for the U.S. Senate seat being vacated by Roy Blunt, told the Missouri Independent he won't change his policies as a result of the proposed cut. A new revenue forecast says Kansas could have a budget surplus of more than $3 billion by the end of the coming budget year. Jim McLean of the Kansas News Service reports that forecast is prompting renewed calls for eliminating the state's sales tax on groceries. The forecast says the state could cover all of its expenses and stash $500 million away in a rainy day fund and still in the 2023 budget year with a massive surplus. That has a group of mostly Democratic lawmakers calling on Republican legislative leaders to scrap their plan to phase out the state's 6.5% sales tax on groceries and instead support Democratic Governor Laura Kelly's proposal to eliminate it by July 1st. Senate Democratic leader Dinah Sykes says with enough money on hand to cover the cost of the plan, only election year politics stands in the way. Let's be honest, this would have happened in January if Governor Kelly hadn't been the one to call for it. The food sales tax is one of the biggest unresolved issues heading into lawmakers' one-week wrap-up session, which starts Monday. 
Today, we're bringing you the first segment in a series about climate change here in Kansas City. The story is about Climate Action KC, a coalition of local elected officials and leaders working to reduce emissions. Barb Shelley reported on the group for us, and she joined me in the studio to tell me what she found. So what is Climate Action KC and how did it get started? Well, Climate Action KC is, I I guess the best way to describe it is a coalition. And it got started um, in 2018 when a few newly elected officials got together and um, started talking. Um, The mayor of Roland Park, Mike Kelly, was one, and a councilwoman from Shawnee, Lindsay Constance was, they were the two main people that kicked things off. And, you know, they said, hey, when we campaigned, our constituents are really concerned about the planet and climate change. And, you know, we're looking at disasters all over the place. Is anyone doing anything? So they started talking to other elected officials, and um, that is how Climate Action KC got started. So why are mayors and elected officials in a good position to impact climate change? Maybe I would answer that by talking about a particular mayor who I spent some time with while I was reporting this story. And that would be Mayor Damian Bowley in Smithville. And he is a fairly young guy. Mayor Smithville is his first elected office. And he is really into trails and organic food and basically a, a healthy lifestyle. And he lived in a subdivision in Smithville. And he saw that the kids didn't walk to school. It's not, um, at the time, a walkable city. So, you know, he got started on some plans for trails and sidewalks and, and things like that. So what do members of Climate Action KC want to accomplish? Well, Climate Action KC, um, they got a big grant, which was partially funded by the European Union. And they teamed up with the Mid-America Regional Council. And they put together a a, a rather bulky report. What they really want to accomplish is zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2050. That That is their big overall goal. This report has, you know, a lot of goals. Um, one real interesting one is plant a tree on the southwest corner of every house by 2030. Um, you know, it, it sounds a little bit funny, but it, you know, it is a goal that would reduce climate change. Um, There's just a lot in there about converting municipal fleets to energy-efficient vehicles, which um, some cities are doing now. Roland Park has solar panels on the roofs of all of its buildings, and they're able to measure the savings of energy savings and um, carbon dioxide, how much of that is being eliminated by doing that. So... Um, yeah, they, they have pretty measurable goals that they're working toward. So how do members of this coalition plan to approach more conservative constituents? They talk about uh, that a little bit in the story, too. And in Olathe, there was a mayor named Mike Copeland, and he was on board with the folks from um, Climate Action KC. He, he died a couple of years ago, So, but prior to that, he, he networked with Climate Action KC, but he did not 
in Olathe, which is more of a conservative city, he did not talk about reducing my carbon footprint or, you know, things like that. He talked about energy savings and lifestyle and a workable city, and and it, it played well. They're just a leader in Kansas and the region in an energy-efficient fleet in Olathe. They have miles and miles of trails. Um, so I think they frame it as quality of life, energy savings, saving money. I, I will say that um, there's been a little bit of pushback to Climate Action KC and the work they do, and that has come actually more from the progressive wing of the climate change movement. There's a group, um, Sunrise Movement KC, that actually boycotted the uh, regional climate summit that Climate Action KC had recently. They were concerned that the group is too closely affiliated with the utility companies in, in the region. I think if there was going to be um, a, a pushback from the conservative side, I think it would come from the state legislatures, you know, in the form of the preemption legislation they sometimes do, um, like cities can't rule out plastic bags and things like that. Um, I, I think that's where a push from the conservative side. But I'm told that it really they haven't seen it much here in this area yet. We certainly have conservative legislators. You know, we have a state senator in Kansas from Shawnee, who uh, Mike Thompson, um, who does not believe that climate change is affected by human actions, basically. On the local level, I, I think people are finding both constituents and local officials to be pretty supportive of climate action. So are Kansas City, Missouri and Kansas City, Kansas part of this group? Well, um, Mayor James, the former mayor of Kansas City, and the current mayor, Quentin Lucas, um, are both signed on to Climate Action KC. And the city manager, Brian Platt, was a speaker at the recent Climate Action Summit um, just a couple weeks ago. But I think Kansas City, Missouri is big enough that it's going its own way. It developed its own climate action plan in 2008, and now it's uh, developing a new climate protection and resiliency plan, and that is in the works. So they're big enough that they're, I, I think they're supportive of Climate Action KC, but they're, they're doing their own thing. How is Climate Action KC approaching diversity and equity? There's a lot in, the, um, in their report um, about neighborhoods that are impacted by poverty, uh, the, the, the heat islands that you see in impacted areas of the city. So the, the plan itself is, is very conscious of the role that race and poverty and the other things we see, uh, the role they play in climate change. I think um, with the Climate Action KC is a coalition, not just of elected officials, but a lot of community groups. And, you know, there's a group in KCK Groundwork um, that, that does a lot of work and, and is, you know, a, I think a diverse organization that works in diverse neighborhoods. I will also say that at the Climate Action Summit at Johnson County Community College, which there are about 700 people there, it was very largely white. I did not see a lot of diversity in the audience. They had diversity on the stage, 
diversity um, on, in the panel of speakers, but, but not in the audience. So what did you take away from your reporting on climate action, Casey? Well, I actually really enjoyed working on this story. There's a lot more going on in this region than I knew about. And it was great to see how these mayors and council people and, uh, you know, relatively young, energetic officials on the local level are taking ownership of this and, and doing something. And it is it is measurable and, you know, it's, it's kind of inspirational what they're doing. Even in Smithville, which is a pretty conservative city, Mayor Boley was recently uh, reelected pretty decisively and, um, you know, kind of a, a mandate to continue his work there. So there's, there's a lot going on um, and a lot of momentum. And I, I really, the takeaway was pretty hopeful. That was reporter Barb Shelley. You can read her story on local officials battling climate change at kcur.org. It's part of a series on climate change in the Kansas City region, produced by the KC Media Collective, an initiative designed to support and enhance local journalism. Members of the KC Media Collective include Kansas City PBS, KCUR, Missouri Business Alert, Startland News, the Kansas City Beacon, and American Public Square. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. This podcast is produced by Byron Love, Trevor Grandin, and KCUR Studios, and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. For more local news and a live stream from Kansas City's NPR station, visit kcur.org. And if you like our show, why not leave us a review on your favorite podcast app? On Monday, we'll take a look at what Kansas lawmakers have left to do before their legislative session ends. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. Sophia Khan is rolling out the welcome mat for refugees no matter where they come from. I just know you ended up losing everything and you're here trying to start a new life. And we are there for you. That's this week on Real Humans by Gina Kaufman on your favorite podcast app.